0: And welcome to Unwritten Imaginings Where lazy authors talk about story ideas That they'll never get around to writing New episodes every Sunday Feel free to take our ideas and run away with them Let us know if you do And we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode
1: If you figure out how to run away with ideas By the way, please do let me know Because I like to figure that one out myself
0: It's like stealing But like, with running
1: I know, but I meant in that Physically running away with them sense Seems a little bit difficult to me.
0: Is it like kidnapping?
1: Yeah, sure. Kidnap our ideas. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Terrible. Anyways. I'm Ithio, one of your hosts of this fine podcast. That's what we're gonna call it now.
0: Hi, I'm Eunice. I'm currently really obsessed with crochet. Completely unrelated to writing.
1: Yeah, but you made like <laughs> a you made like a tiny tiny lion mouse. So really. Yeah. Can it be considered a bad thing? I don't think so.
0: No, more lion mouses in the world is always good.
1: I mean, I figure, like, there's a terminal number of lion mouses at which getting more lion mouses is probably not good. But, like...
0: (sighs) That's not a reachable number, so it's fine.
1: I mean, it technically is, if you just dedicated the entire world's production to lion mouses.
0: Okay, but my personal, like, production power is not enough to <laughs> exceed the
1: upper limit of too many Lion mouses. Yeah. Although it may be enough to exceed the terminal number of too many Lion mouses in your house.
0: That's what gifting is for.
1: This is true. This is true. Anyways. You know, if
0: anybody's listening to this and wants a Lion mouse, email us.
1: Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Anyways. <laughs> this... Particular week i do believe that it's my turn to bring an idea and i have something strange
0: as usual
1: as absolutely usual you ready for this one no but
0: bring it on all,
1: all right. right so instead of a world what we've oh, no. got are a bunch of like maximum baseball stadium sized pocket dimensions every single okay. one of these pocket dimensions has their own rules their own, like, everything that applies to them. Like, so some of them have sunlight. Some of them are always, like, night-ish. Some of them are always one way or another. And, like, some of them have, like, a day-night cycle. Some of them don't. That kind of thing. hmm And, on top of that, they're all sort of pseudo-connected in that, like, you can go from one to the other. But you can't actually do so without a piece of another pocket Adventure. The thing that makes this actually, like, traversable is that sometimes small objects will just get teleported out of one and into another, randomly. This is a really terrifying world.
0: <laughs> I mean,
1: kinda, yeah. I just like the image of it, you know?
0: How small are we talking?
1: What do you mean, small?
0: Like, these little objects that randomly get teleported for no reason. I would say...
1: No larger than somebody's cell phone, right?
0: Okay. Do people tend to lose their cell phones to this phenomenon?
1: I would say no, because it's too close to like living things, and I would say that like living things aren't eligible to be um, Uh, okay. Yeah, aren't eligible to be grabbed.
0: Slightly less terrifying. So there's no frogs just like popping into existence.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, no frogs.
0: The poor terrified frog, which will probably die because the new world is not compatible with life.
1: (laughs) Well, what I'm thinking is that, like, most of them are, in fact, compatible with life.
0: Life as we know it?
1: Life as we know it.
0: Okay. So, that's a pretty small pocket world. Like, they're all approximately the size of a baseball
1: stadium? Or smaller.
0: Or smaller. Okay. So, some of them can just...
1: I'm talking like a big baseball stadium here, though not a not a small one.
0: Okay, I'm not that I know what really a baseball stadium size is. I just assumed you can fit a couple thousand people in it if you pack them tightly.
1: Yeah, it's bigger than that.
0: Okay, more than a few thousand people.
1: Well, I mean, like actively living in one, no, but the capacity of like
0: I don't the- mean just like standing room only.
1: The capacity of, like, Dodger Stadium is 56,000, and that doesn't include anybody on the field. Okay. So you can fit several thousand people in them.
0: Okay. But in terms of living, so it can fit probably no more than a few hundred comfortably to live in one of the bigger ones.
1: I mean, if they're also, like, farming, yeah.
0: Well, you need way more land to farm than...
1: Yeah. than Than that.
0: Even one pocket
1: dimension. This is true. You'd have to have like a rock from your farm at all times.
0: Yeah, and like, what's to keep other people from popping onto your farm and stealing your food? Well, is if this they don't like have a territory. A...
1: Huh? Well, is if they don't a... have a piece of your pocket dimension, then they can't go there.
0: Yeah, but if if they randomly appear in like. I mean, if something world...
1: from your farm like randomly appears somewhere else, then somebody could theoretically. Gain access to it, but I don't feel like that would be particularly likely because I'm imagining that that is not—it's not like an infinite number of these, but it's like larger than you would. Then, eh, sorry. Okay. Let me go back. I'm imagining that there are an infinite number of these, but they're like fairly limited in connection, and that the random stealing of things happens probably per pocket dimension once a decade.
0: Okay. So the random poofing of the objects is not that common. Yeah. It's More of a, like, a you inherit, like, an heirloom rock from your grandfather. Not
1: even that, like, because your grandfather could go there and then, like, pick up four more rocks from the area and then hand it out to all of his kids.
0: Yeah. And then that builds a strong foundation.
1: Of connection like, between two worlds, yeah, yeah.
0: Between the two pocket worlds. Okay, so this is kind of like One of those games where you just collect resources and (laughs) farm.
1: That's not really how I think of it, at all. (laughs) But, I suppose.
0: Well, that's how I would approach it, but I have a very weird approach to life.
1: Yeah, (laughs) you do. But, I figure, the thing that makes this sort of interesting is just the constant, like, the way that everything is sort of sectioned off in a way mm-hmm. cuz you would have to have like physical mail carrier people
0: mhm
1: because there is no way to like send communication there and then it's essentially like anything could be happening in some of these and you don't know what or why
0: is there like a a universal mail carrier system or is it just
1: like well, I figure mm-hmm. like some subgroups would set one up, right? But I think the really interesting thing that you can sort of create with this is like you could have one universe that's sort of like "quote unquote" city that connects to a bunch of subuniverses that are also part of that "quote unquote" city mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Because there's never a point at which there's a huge centralized area, except in the sense that people create one, which they would but there's also like sort of no downside to being five or six levels away from that one like you have to go to this place so that you can get a piece to go to that place so that you can get a piece to go to that place but it's not all that hard because they have like a long history of connection with each other
0: mhm okay so do i see that you know there's going to be a wide variety of how people approach these dimensions you're going to get like the really reclusive homesteaders who like actively just kill anyone who happens to pop in with a new rock or whatever and then there's gonna be people who like try and
1: well i mean again once a decade so and then they'd have to find that rock specifically and it's not like once a decade to each and every single other dimension it's once a decade to one other dimension yeah it's just
0: like they have a strong like paranoia and anytime a newcomer comes with the rock like they just kill that person, like immediately.
1: Yeah, but they'd only probably do that once in their entire life, is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, and that would nix any, you know, connection to other pocket realms for another decade or so.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah somebody and that would just be. It, but even then.
0: That would be the cultural norm for some of these dimensions, whereas other ones, they would actively, you know, belong to some kind of big conglomerate or cooperative or
1: empire. Well, I I figure even the, like, total homesteader ones would have connections to the larger dimensions.
0: Well, I mean, it depends on how extreme, you know, people are being, and uh, some people would go... Like the ultimate extreme. Although we don't have to put them in the store.
1: But uh, Although, I mean, yeah. if they teleport out and if they teleport out to their own pocket dimension and then throw away any connection that they have their previous dimension, then I suppose there wouldn't be a way back. Yeah, and uh, you know,
0: someone could like start a cult and decide, I want my own dimension to be the cult leader in, you know, stuff yeah. like that. But uh, I don't want to write that story. I think it would get creepy.
1: It would very quickly get creepy. I think it's creepy just to talk about.
0: Yeah, well, I guess it's one of those rare days where it's my mind that goes down the creepy route.
1: Rare? (laughs) Yes. Maybe compared to me, sort of.
0: I'm the happy-go-lucky one. (laughs) Uh
1: Uh-huh. Absolutely. I definitely believe that. What? What? (laughs) I'm messing with you.
0: I'm so happy, except when I'm mad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How often are you not mad?
0: Depends on who I'm talking to.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. All right. So that's sort of the general rules to it. Do you have any like specific questions about things before we get into creating a story with this?
0: Well, I mean, I guess we could talk about like the mechanism by which having this piece of another world gets you to another world. Do you have to like cast a spell? Is it like something that only some people have the ability to do? Or is it just like, You know, you wish you are.
1: I would think that it's everybody has the ability to do it, but it has to be, like, trained. Okay. So it's not something that you can just, like, pick up a rock and do, but it is something that you can figure out how to do. Okay. So, like, maybe you know this rock is from another world, and you have to sort of work your mind in such a way while, like, holding it that you go to there.
0: Okay. Probably for the best, to keep the children from wandering
1: oh no some children would absolutely find things and then just go
0: yeah and never be seen again
1: (laughs) yep and not even necessarily know how they did it nope (laughs) and i mean some of them would accidentally teleport into inhabited areas and then they teleport back and then you have a new connection but
0: and then it's like are you able to automatically teleport back to where you came from or do you have to consciously well i mean
1: i imagine you're wearing clothes right
0: I mean, I don't know, maybe a baby. Those clothes could
1: be a focus. (laughs) I don't think a baby would be able to manage it. I do think like a four or five year old would be able to, but I don't think a baby would be able to. And then there's
0: also the question of, like, for instance, if you go to a new place and then they burn your clothes, are those ashes still viable to take you back to your original planet? Like, at what point... Is that item fully destroyed?
1: I would say that, given that that's like, like a chemical transformation, I would say that those ashes are no longer viable to, to transport back. I would say that if you had like a rock from a place and then you smashed it, the bits of that rock would be viable, but not like anything that's chemically changed.
0: Okay, that's... okay. Physics.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Not really physics, it's fake physics
0: is yeah it's not physics but we'll just say that's the rule if yeah. chemical changes then you're done okay i don't i don't see a really obvious conflict other than you know like one of those strategy civilization games where <laughs> people are just trying to take over the <laughs> the universe
1: well i mean you could i think the easiest thing that comes to mind is that there's like a group of people who found out some, like, dark secret about these dimensions, and then, like, started traveling around to them, trying to, like, kill people and nobody knows why?
0: Is Are they trying to, like, collapse the pocket dimensions?
1: I mean, that would be interesting. It's like a group of people who, has, who wants to suddenly collapse these pocket dimensions and everybody who's connected to them.
0: And everyone dies, because they found that it's a good way of harvesting Power,
1: sure that works.
0: So then, then or maybe
1: maybe not even power. Actually, what if they got convinced somehow while they were deep into these dimensions that by killing everybody in the dimensions other than a small group, and then making it so that people only live in one dimension, that they would be rewarded in some manner, and they'd see the truth of the world, and they've also found out that like killing everybody in a dimension, like pseudo collapses that dimension and lets them change it in some way like next okay. time they go back there
0: okay so it make it lets them like reshape the world yeah with death power because you know
1: no no it's not death powers it's just that like an empty universe is easier to be changed while you're going to it so like if you were the first one to go somewhere and you thought that you wanted it to be like you're like i really hope that this area is has a day-night cycle and is, like, super good for farming, you would get there, and it might not be exactly what you asked for, but at least be part of the way there every time. Okay. So, like, if you kill everybody who knows about an area, and then Mm. you leave it, and then you use that when you go back to it next, you would be able to reshape Mm. that world and change it in some way.
0: Okay. That is kind of like a twisting of the classical it was everything they hoped it would be
1: and then it yeah. because they <laughs> hoped it would be that
0: yeah cuz i guess like in mythology like a lot of the really like prosperous pocket dimensions actually like started like that like an idealist found a rock and then went to like an uninhabited world that seemed like quite ideal to fit their needs and whatever and it prospered and then other these people figured out it's it's the uninhabited part that makes it malleable so then they're like instead of just doing it by luck they're like let's just kill everyone and then all the other people are like horrified because it's kind of like profanes the origin of their pocket dimensions.
1: well i wasn't thinking that these people are you know the protagonists i was thinking that these people are the antagonists
0: Yes, yeah, they should be because they're killing people a lot of people
1: Because I figure for our main character, we should have somebody who's sort of aware of how to traverse these dimensions pretty well. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, they're just like exploring, like, because they're just somebody who wants to find stuff, right? So Mm -hmm. they're constantly finding like new places that are super different because that's what they want, right? Yeah. And they eventually stumble on one that like already has somebody in it and think, Probably the best, like, already has somebody in it would be, like, a defector from the group that started killing everybody. Okay. Like, maybe he or she wanted to find new areas, like, on their own. It's like, hey, we can totally find new areas by just buying these from people. And then the people that they're working with are like, yeah, or, or, and hear me out here, we could kill the five people who live there and then use that area.
0: Okay. So there's one explorer who's, like, a lone explorer. He's probably a traveling merchant slash tinkerer to pay for his travel. Well, the main
1: character, I would think we probably want more than one person, like, two people. Yeah.
0: But then this, pink, this wandering guy meets another explorer who was originally just a happy-go-lucky explorer and then accidentally got hired by these murderous thugs and then ran away.
1: I don't even know, like, accidentally got hired. Like, maybe these people who became murderous thugs, like, they all started out together. Like, maybe they started out as a group of eight people exploring, right? Okay. And then this explorer was, like, the one who figured out how to, like, affect the mm. new worlds that they're going to. Yeah. And then it's like, hey, here's this cool thing that I found that'll let us do good things for people. And then all their allies are like, well, we can do good things for ourselves with that, too. Hmm.
0: Okay, and then this person is, like, horrified and runs away by the skin of their teeth. and Yeah, and is constantly
1: killed. on the run through different dimensions as they're getting tracked because their allies keep, their former allies keep creating, like, anytime that they can create a dimension, they both create it to upgrade their own power and they create it, like, in such a way that lets them try and try and find this person who taught them how to create things in the first place.
0: Yeah, and this person is, like, Framed as like a wanted criminal. Is what? It's like framed as a wanted criminal? Like the. the
1: well, word. in some places, yes, but in other places, they. I guess it's not really framing if they actually did commit the crimes. They sort of report their former allies. So they're essentially like at war with each other across the dimensions.
0: Mm hmm. Okay. And then how are we gonna fight these people?
1: Well, I mean. Really, the only way to fight them is to do exactly what they're doing, but differently. In the creating mm. new dimensions way, not the killing people way. That's probably a bad thing that you want to avoid.
0: I think it would be relatively easy to just get people to vacate a pocket dimension for bit. Oh, no, enough. no.
1: It's not the vacating that does it. It's the lack of knowledge on the dimension. So, like, anything okay. that you're not sure of is changeable. But if you get somewhere and you're sure of something like about it before you get there, then you can't change that. Okay. So like if you were somewhere long enough to know that it has a day night cycle, but you say teleported into a room and you don't have control over where you teleport into these dimensions, you just appear in them, right? So let's say you just teleported into a room to begin with. So you don't know if it has a day night cycle, you don't know what it's like outside of that room. Anything outside of that room is affectable next time you come to that area. But anything inside that room you already like know about and are certain about, so you cannot change it, okay, which is why these people are constantly trying to get groups killed and like have no information about it.
0: Do you mean it's only affectable if nobody knows about it? Yes, uh, I don't really see a way around that without killing
1: everyone yeah no, that's the point. You have to find a new area or you have to kill everybody.
0: okay. I don't see how this could this war can
1: be won <laughs> by being very clever and also by being very good at exploring
0: and also, what about having more of these pocket dimensions is making them better at the war or fighting i'm I'm not sure
1: it's not that they're better at fighting. it's just they have like more resources available to like sell people on things so it's like hey if you go into this area and kill everybody there then I'll give you this and I mean they don't give them that they kill them because they're now aware of things in the pocket dimension that they want to change but you don't need to say that and it's not like they can communicate it to another group that they've just been lied to and killed like
0: okay so it's basically resource gathering to fight the evil empire (laughs)
1: I mean in a way.
0: Okay. Uh I would think
1: of it more like like a um what's that word? Sort of like a high stakes thriller type scenario where you're constantly on the move, constantly trying to find new things, constantly running from the enemy, but like while you're running from them you're also trying to find a way to kill them.
0: Okay. So I don't think that the non-mass murder people would be able to find more dimensions than the mass murdering people no think they just have they to would... be
1: cleverer about it
0: yeah like it's more that they have better imaginations and can think of like better resources to have I as guess? well as
1: they have a much easier time asking people like hey you have any unused new dimension rocks which people would you know have to sell
0: why would they just keep unused dimension rock
1: because if you don't know about the fact that you can modify the dimension while you're going into it then it would be sometimes more valuable to sell it than to explore it yourself you're like hey i got this i think it's to a new dimension here you go in exchange for guess there wouldn't really be money because there's not really a central currency but like in exchange for this technology or this food or whatever
0: I don't, I mean, if people just assume that the pocket dimensions are what they are, I think they would, like, just go pop into the new dimension to see if it has any valuable resources before they sell the rock, and then that would ruin the unknownness of the dimensions.
1: I mean, some of the unknownness, yeah. But, like, you could still control what's under the surface and stuff. Okay. It could be, like, there's a, and there's a huge tunnel system underground.
0: Okay. So they have to be creative in terms of okay, so they're basically
1: changing things that people don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like they're really crazy they seem like really crazy rock collectors. And whenever they buy the rock, they like relentlessly grill the seller on like what anybody knows about that dimension. So they can be like fully prepared to imagine things that go around that. Yeah. But then everyone's like, You're very enthusiastic.
1: <laughs> yeah. And at first you give them like easier ones, but then as the story goes on, you eventually give them ones where the person they're talking to can describe almost everything and they just have to figure out a way to not interact with any of that. Okay. But I think the yeah. other half of it is like they're chasing down people who are also chasing them down and it's like whoever finds the other one first probably wins.
0: Okay. I'm not quite sure what winning looks like
1: well winning against somebody who's a mass murdering psycho is probably just killing them
0: so is it just like but aren't they amassing like an empire and resources
1: well amassing an empire that's like empty of people so in a way yes
0: if they're literally killing everyone and then not repopulating them then
1: i mean they're sort of repopulating some of them to like have power but like at the same time they're Their end goal is pretty much to annihilate people from basically all of the dimensions and then gather up in a group and expand one dimension because that's what they believe happens. Like, once we have everybody in one dimension, the next dimension that everybody goes to will be, like, massive and it'll be ever-expanding, and they don't understand what a planet is, so...
0: (laughs) Okay, so they're basically... Trying to turn the multiverse into a universe?
1: Yeah. Okay. That they control.
0: Okay. So we gotta kill the crazy guy, I guess? Yeah, Uh, but
1: there are a lot of them. There's like seven or eight. Not just one. Uh,
0: I mean, I think the easiest way would be to like trick them into going into a dimension that they imagined. That they think is compatible with their goals, but is incompatible with life. Like an endless void or something.
1: I mean, it would be hard to find a dimension that's incompatible with life.
0: Well, they gotta imagine it that way. It's like, you gotta trick them.
1: I figure that would work once. Maybe? Oh, yeah.
0: I guess they don't all hang out together.
1: Yeah. I would (laughs) figure that they have, like, communication with each other. But I wouldn't think that they're all hanging out together and, like, going places together.
0: I would say that that would be the last trick to kill off
1: the last guy. Yeah, that one might work. It's like, yeah, all of your other people are gone, but you know how this power works. You can totally go into a dimension where all of them are alive, except because they're actually dead, you have to imagine that it's an empty void where all that exists is them and you. And there's no air, no ground. (laughs) And then they go in and suffocate to death.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then... So that would be the last one. That's our grand finale. The first one or two, you know, you could just get stabby, you know?
1: Yeah. But, like, not fun stabby. They're catching up to you, and you get lucky and turn the tables, and then you get stabby on the first one. Yeah!
0: Self-defense stabby! The best kind of stabby!
1: Yeah. And then the second one, you're a little bit more aware, so you can get stabby without necessarily being right about to die yourself.
0: Okay. And then, you know, in between, you can, like, get help from people who are going to want to avenge their murdered loved ones. Yeah. And then you trick the final guy into creating his own void. And then everybody's happy again.
1: Or at least not in imminent danger of death.
0: Yeah, which is, you know.
1: Happier than the alternative. Yeah. Alright. Okay. I do, at this point, realize that we came up with an entire plot without actually defining any of our characters. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got our deserter. What should he or she be like?
0: You know, guilty.
1: Yeah, guilty, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I accidentally created seven hyper-mouse murderers of universes. Yeah, I'm a little bit guilty about that. Okay. You
0: know, like one of those previously a sheltered academic, but has now become the hardened survivor with cockroach-like tenacity.
1: I wasn't thinking like an academic, I was thinking like an explorer, like sort of a parallel to our main character. Okay. Like they just wanted to explore and see all the secrets that the multiverse has to offer, and then they eventually figured out, hey, the secrets that it has to offer are exactly what I want those secrets to be. What's up with that? And then they figured out what was up with that. And it is like, okay, so this is cool information that I'm going to tell my friends who are not exactly the best people. Okay, because <laughs> their friends weren't it for the profit to begin with. I would say just like. They were searching for universes that have lots of materials for them to sell. So I'm I'm
0: imagining, like, a guy who's, like, really naturally, like, talky. But, like, after this horrific experience, like, tries really hard to, like, not be talky. But, like, whenever he gets excited or distracted or sleepy, like, the talkiness comes out again.
1: (laughs) Okay. That sounds a little bit interesting.
0: And then the other traveler should be more opposite for comedic effect.
1: I mean, I was thinking that the other traveler, we kind of just want to swap the gender of whoever the new traveler is with the old one. Not to, like, get them together romantically. Uh, But
0: also to get them together romantically. no.
1: (laughs) No. No! No! Just to, like, make it, like, yeah, this is really a thing that anybody can do or be. No romance? I mean, if you want there to be romance, you can have there mm. be romance. Add more no. travelers into the mix. Ugh, fine, <laughs> but I figured that that's not really the primary motivator here.
0: Okay, as usual. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll make this one a girl, I guess.
1: Okay, that's the main character this time.
0: Because I'm sick and tired of, like, women being the cause of false or bad knowledge propagating and leading to dystopias.
1: Exactly! Look, it's the guy's fault! <laughs> this time it's the guy's fault that the bad knowledge gets out and leads to dystopia, and the girl's the one who fixes it. There you go!
0: Okay. And then do we need to flesh out the crazy evil characters?
1: I mean, I figured you would flush them all out individually. Just because, like, you're doing research on them as you're on this, like, multiversal quest to get away from the mass murderers. Yeah. And occasionally, occasionally you have, like, a really good stop in the middle of nowhere where you talk to, like, one guy who's on his farm and it's just like, hey, I don't get visitors very often. What's up?
0: Uh, I think seven or eight would be a lot To have, like, really distinct individual characters.
1: I mean, to a degree, maybe, if you're, like, trying to explain them all at once. But if, like, you have the person, you have the guy who caused the problem in the first place go, like, yeah, there are seven or eight of them, but, like, only two are really on to me right now. And it's this one and it's this one. And then you, like, kill one and it's, like, another one appears and it's, like, you just killed that guy who I was meeting here for some reason. So. Okay. And then you just, like, introduce them that way, where it's, like, you never have more than, like, two to four of them at a time that you actually need to worry about. I don't feel like seven or eight is too bad in that case.
0: Okay. Yeah, so then, is this a multi-book series?
1: (laughs) I mean, it could be if you wanted it to. It would be really long otherwise.
0: (laughs) Yeah, okay. We're gonna have that many bad guys. You kill off one to two of them per book until there's none left. (laughs)
1: Or you could make it, like, a trilogy, and the first one, you get, like, two of them down. The second one, you get another two of them down. And then the last one, you're just, like, going through the rest of them, checking off the list.
0: Oh, yeah. You get better at at tricking them into dying and stuff.
1: And finding Mm -hmm. them, too. Yeah. Because that's the real difficulty, is finding them in this, like, gigantic, multiversal mess.
0: Well, you know, you can either make them come chase you or well they are coming and chasing exactly. you that's why
1: you can find so many of them
0: yeah you just got to make it really obvious where you are and uh, they're both rough. trying
1: to make contact with each other
0: and mm, then you,
1: you know it's not a positive there's... contact but you are trying to make contact
0: yeah okay that sounds good so you know i don't think we're going to build all the bad guy personalities for the listeners today. Yeah,
1: that's more something for you to figure out on your own, depending on, like, the themes you want to go with, the story you want to tell.
0: You know, just make them some variant of power-crazy, religious-fanatical, just greedy. One of them is probably just really stupid and just going along with the other ones. Stuff like that.
1: One of them (laughs) is just going along with their friends because that's what their friends are doing. Yeah, Which I think would actually be most interesting if you left that one to the last one. It's just like, this oh. is what my friends did.
0: <laughs> they were like, oh no, where are my friends?
1: I don't know about in the oh no, where are my friends. It's more of that sense of like, you killed them all. Yeah. What and then what do I do? And then they're just like so dedicated to the idea at this point that it's like, uh, well, if you imagine a void with only them in it, then you can go there. And then they're like, I don't know if you're lying, but at the same time, I'm willing to try it.
0: Okay. And then, like, one of them just likes killing people. Like, they don't really care what the end goes Exactly.
1: I mean, you have a lot of them. You get to explore a lot of different kinds of things that can make somebody, somebody go crazy when they figure out the secrets of the universe.
0: Yeah, there you go. Okay. I believe our story is complete.
1: I do believe that that is a whole story.
0: So, if you like this story, you know, write it. Email us. Write us, you know.
1: If you just like one of the ideas involved, write it, email us, and we'll still probably feature it.
0: If you absolutely hate what we did with the idea, email us, tell us where we went wrong.
1: Yeah, and that way, you can also write it
0: and and show us that we were stupid. Yeah, and then we'll still give you a shout out. Exactly. Okay, then. Anything else?
1: Not that I can think of. Okay, That's this week. Signing out. Bye, everybody. And when we say email us, that's at listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com.
0: Oh, yeah, I forgot. I did, too. We'll we'll splice that in before all the stuttering. (laughs) No, we won't. I'm just going to
1: stick it at the end. Okay. Bye. Bye.